The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, you get a great episode of UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Bob Kelly, my good pal, sits in. Alex Ponovich from Planet of the Apes uh, is a big UFC fan, big MMA fan, and comes on. And we may or may not have Matt Serra, depending on how many edibles he's eaten. And the delightful Sage Northcutt uh, calls in. And uh, he really is nicer than any of us. Sickens me. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Wrong. Wrong. Matt Serra is out still. So my pal Bob Kelly is sitting in. Hey, Jimmy. Hi, Bob. Thanks for coming in. This microphone smells terrible. Yeah. Does it? I fucking hate that we got to talk into these right after people who put their mouth on it. I'm sorry. I don't think anybody was sitting there. It might be from last week. Just get some Lysol. No, not from last week. Spray it with Lysol. Get any Lysol? I, I, I'm, yeah, hold on. I'll get you some. We have a guest coming in very shortly. Alex Sopanovich. Yeah. He's an actor. He's in Planet of the Apes. Big UFC fan, which is nice. But I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a prima donna. It just stinks. And it's not me. He was also he's also in Van Helsing, a uh, sh- uh, Netflix show. Is that a Netflix original? Uh, I, it's on Sci-Fi Network, Van Helsing. Oh, okay, I watch it on Netflix. Oh, okay. What is that, Purell? But let's let's yeah, plug it. Yeah, it's like the... coconut, whatever. I'll put it on there. How, how would that help? Though? You, like, that you, helps. You can't spray it. I do that. No, I just rub. rub you know, you're gonna rub coconut oil? He's gonna massage my microphone like it's a giant dick. Okay, great. You gotta give him credit for that. Well, anyways, this weekend's Thank fights you. were great, right? Yeah. They, <laughs> while they're rubbing, while he's jerking guy. off a microphone, Thanks. you know, people's careers have been taken wow, away for that. Great. Better. Did you Thank ask you. him? If it, did you ask him if it's okay if you do that? Right in my <laughs> face. I knew I was okay with it too. He manipulated it in front of my face, <laughs> and I closed my eyes instinctively. All right. Well, should we bring in our, our guest? We we have a limited time with um with Alex. Yeah, we can grab him. Yay. Go. It's nice when the guy's a big UFC fan, too. I, I do want to talk about the fights this week. There were great fights. A surprisingly good card. Sometimes these, these little smaller cards are better or just as good as, as the main ones. Everybody's gearing up for 217, 218, and then all of a sudden these ones in the middle, these fight nights, become incredible. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hey, well, you forget how many great fighters there are now. Back in the day, there were great fighters, but you know, kind of dropped off a little bit now. But now, I mean, Clay Guida, uh, Joe Luzon... Dustin Poirier, I mean, Anthony Pettis, these are superstars from like three years ago. I mean, superstars, and now they're fighting on these other cards, 
And it's a huge car. This car would have been a huge pay-per-view. A couple of years ago? A few years ago, I think. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. It's nice to have, a, you know, a, we, we like to have an actor or, or you know, whatever on, but uh, someone who's a UFC fan helps. Yes, yes. I, and I'm a big fan, man. You guys have a great podcast, and I'm, I'm stoked. Oh, thank you. I'm stoked. So you were... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not Matt, by the way. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt with a fucking pizza-reading problem. <laughs> no, Matt's not here. All right. It's okay, man. <laughs> what, do you ever train? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, you do? What, uh, what do you train? Well, I, I, I have three generations of boxers in my family, so I've boxed my whole life. I competed, and um, I've been a fan since UFC 1, okay. and just learning little aspects of it. And it was really interesting, because you know, as I, as growing up, all I wanted was my, my offspring to learn how to, how to fight, learn how to box. And then as time went on, I was like, you know, the, the head trauma in that, of just teaching that, and the... Um, the wrestling and the and the jujitsu to me is like something to put a young kid into right off the bat, yeah. knowing how to protect themselves. There's no head trauma, right? And um, you can diffuse situations quickly. I love that aspect of of learning the sport. So yeah, I've been I've been a fan since. I'm day actually one. taking my kid. I had my kid in uh, Taekwondo. Yeah, but I took him out, and I, I I think we're gonna when he's a little old enough. When he's four and a half now, when he's old enough, I'm gonna put him in jujitsu because I I'd like him to. I don't want him to get punched in the head. And That's exactly in the head. it. Yeah, yeah, and learn how to take care of himself. I also want him to play piano too. Right, right. So you know, he can. Well, see, I, like again, like I'm, I'm such a boxing fan, yeah. and and I have such respect for the sport. Like I find, and anybody that gets into the ring with, you know, an ex football or hockey player with a couple months, and they want to get in there, it's such a disrespectful thing to me because I there's so much work that goes into it yeah. to get in that ring. Well, and they find out quickly though. They, they do. They, they find do out find quickly. out quickly, and you you're waiting for that too. But it but the thing with jujitsu there's just such a community involved in it and i and i really love that and if i was younger i would have wanted to get into it right away what do you think about i I liked boxing as a kid growing up and then obviously once i started getting into ufc and mma the boxing and again it's not all the fault of the promoters but i I think they really fucked themselves over and and you look at like the triple g alvarez fight like what a disgraceful decision that was and and the fact that nobody will overturn that and go that's just simply robbery they robbed this person and that and that it doesn't it happens so much. Like I, I know UFC has it at some point here and there, occasionally. Sure. But but when it happens in boxing and you're going twelve rounds and there's a robbery, that that hurts the heart, man. Because it's not the the, the, the obviously there's corruption involved, and you know it's still old money. It's still making a lot of money. Yeah. But the talent that you had in the in the seventies, eighties, little bit of the nineties of the pugilistic drama that would happen and and it was a pure sport then now it's just a little bit gone the other way and i and because of baseball contracts and football contracts and how big they are people don't want to go into boxing and how popular ufc is fastest growing sport in the world they want to go into that kind of stuff and so i I, being an avid boxing fan i see the boxing dying a little bit and it's just weird it's it's an interesting thing at how they're still getting paid that money I, I i wish i wish it was what the bonuses were happening I want to see boxers go in there and go, if I win this fight, I'm going to get 50 G's. Mm. And to see that going like 50 G's more. Somebody in the undercard could actually get that too. Absolutely. That's why UFC... So an unknown could get fight of the night, and that to me, that to me is is the most beautiful thing. And I think boxing should adapt that because it shows that yeah, it's a business. And so if it's a business, and the, there's more money involved if you win and you put the effort in, as opposed to coasting for twelve rounds, yeah. that's that's something I wish boxing would kind of take in. How long did you uh, How long did you fight for? Now, did you grow up? In, I know you're Serbian and Croatian, right? Right. Did you grow up in America? I uh, know I grew up in in Canada. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought maybe you grew up over there. I was wondering if you're a big Mirko Crow Cop fan. Oh, I love Mirko. You do, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's done now, I think, isn't he, at this yeah, point? Yeah, I, I think I think he's finished. I mean, he was one of the best at, at an, such an early stage with with pride, and yeah. so they weren't getting paid that money, and, and I think the when he got into the UFC, he still what he wasn't the way he was uh, the way he was in Pride, and you know there was the old fighters, even uh, you know Coleman. I would love to have seen Coleman in, in the day like like today, yeah. where where they could get paid the money because those guys went through it, man. Mm. You know they they're not they never never got that that money. What made you stop boxing or, or slow down with it? Well, I I grew up um, yeah like three generations, but it was one of those things like you know my dad being such a hard ass. Um, the less time with him, the better. What did he do? Uh, well, he, he was a light heavyweight champ in, in Yugoslavia. Oh, I realize in, that. In Euro- European light heavyweight champ. And so anything sports wise that I did, he wanted to be a part of. And, you know, sometimes you could be a prick and you kind of don't want to hang out with that. Do you know what I mean? A prick is in he would yell at you or smack you? Well, a little bit of both, you know, like old country. Yeah. And, and I got, I got into music and I got into, you know, and unbeknownst to me, I was like, oh, that's why I got into it is because, you know, he doesn't want any part of it. And then as I got older, I wanted to rekindle our relationship. And so I started bringing him to a gym that I was going at. Like I couldn't get boxing out of my blood, even though me boxing would make him want to be like, like get in there and kind of live his youth through me. Um, I still couldn't get it out of my blood, man. I just loved going to the gym. I, playing in my band, I would, I would every city would we would go to, I would try to find a gym without the guys in the band knowing because if I broke my hand, then they don't have a gig. So they what'd never. You, what'd you play? I played bass. Oh, okay. So they didn't want me tr- going to train, of course. But I would sneak and go and train and kind of get it all how in t- there. How tall are you? I'm six five. Oh my god! So you're a heavyweight. You're a problem. Yeah, yeah super heavyweight. How big's your dad? <laughs> he was six three, six three. Yeah. So, so there was a point where you could actually take your dad. I, I don't think I could take my dad. Even <laughs> really? man, that wow. guy, his like one of his fingers are like a, a like like a baseball bat. Like he's really? he's just he's just a strong dude. And even though he's a little lighter and older, he was a pro pro enough to be a light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yeah, that, that overcompensates for a lot of weight, and that's the and yeah. He he know he knows his deal. He knows, is his, he still and that's alive? why yeah, he's still alive. And that's and that's the thing. Like he he trains at, at a few gyms, elite boxing in Winnipeg, and and um and so he trains in some places there. It's still some of the kids, which is great. But that's why for me, um, I had a lot of I had a short career because I uh, I wanted to rekindle a relationship with my dad, so I brought him in, and then I said, well, let's get some fights in there, and I won a. Uh, the provincials in Alberta, Saskatchewan, and, and Manitoba, and um, and I was I was on my way to Pan Am Games and ripped my shoulder out of uh, I was up nine nothing against Cuba. Wow! And my my shoulder came out. Uh, no, sorry, nine nothing against Argentina on the way to fight Cuba, and uh, and ripped my sh- my rotator. But it was the the reason why you're lighter than a super heavyweight. You have to train hard. You have to lose the weight. You have to make weight. Super heavyweight. I, I didn't have to make weight. And I was blessed with the fact that I needed to learn the technique and the sport as opposed to just being big and throwing big haymakers. Mm. So I loved fighting big, muscly, strong guys because they were a little slower. I could get in between their shots. I knew the art of 
the, of boxing. Of ducking and getting in and just yeah, getting yeah, in and climbing. out, you know, reading a bunch of stuff just because the sport. By the way, ducking. That's that's yeah, how little yeah. I know about boxing. Yeah. That's what I say ducking. to an ex fighter. Ducking. Yeah. <laughs> asshole I am. I was, I was, I was going to let that slide. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you get one, man. You get one. <laughs> but I caught it. I was right. I'm a fool. And I know it. <laughs> so for me, it was, it, I, I didn't go through the wars as, right. as the younger weights did. And they had to make the, the, because they had to make the weight and they had to train. So, for me, I had a lot of, um, I wouldn't say easy fights, but because of the technique that I learned and, and, and the basics, I, I lucked out with, with boxing. And I still spar to this day. I just, I keep, I love it. Do you like the fighters? So when you watch, you must enjoy the guys that are more boxing uh, centric when, when the guys who are really good yeah. stand up guys. I, I, a- I love the TJ Cody fight. That was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I, I love that fight because they were standing and going, and then the breakdown of you know TJ getting in there a little too quick and with without without getting his guard up gets dropped, and then he changed his game. He's he's he he sat on his punches a little bit more as opposed to moving around and through kicks without setting them up too. Exactly, and that I, and that again the corner was a big. All three fights were a left hook. Yeah, I mean Rose. I can't believe Rose knocked her, Dude, knocked her when, the fuck out. When do you yeah. see that in a female fight? You never see that. Not only no. do you rarely see that in a female fight, but a female fight with that magnitude on the line, yeah. like the championship, that was a phenomenal fight. And I, by the way, my boys, if my boys are listening, I called that fight from, from day one. I said Rose was going to win. I, I thought she was going to win too because she was so focused. intense and yeah. focused and but she no, wasn't letting any... And, and when somebody starts chirping too much... Uh, I feel like there's there's some type of fear. It's like when a guy gets hit in the ring and he's he smiles. It's like right. that. Yeah, that hurt. hurt. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. That's true. Yeah. She also though with Rose, even though I had her, I also had her pick to win, but no, oh, I, cool. I figured she would take her back and choke her. That's what no, I thought. Yeah. No one thought she was going to knock her down and then knock her out and yeah. fucking and then you want to tap because of strikes. I mean, literally, you would have won two hundred thousand dollars if you had bet that. Yeah. No one thought. What that a great sat, story. Sat too, her amazing. down though, like like yeah. she she was oh. out when she hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and her husband, uh, t- uh, Barry. Uh, oh, Barry? just crying. Pat? Pat was just crying. crying. It was so great, man. He was crying. Was, he I, was was crying. crying dude. I he started was, crying. He, he started, they were wrapping the belt around here, and you just see his uh, face with like the quivering lip and everything, and I'm like, uh, that was that was awesome. Yeah, that I like Pat. Awesome. We've interv- I've interviewed both of them together. We, we did it. Remember we did it at uh, our first uh, UFC 100? Yes. Was that 100? Yeah, we, had, we oh were in the back God. room with every single fighter on the planet. And Frank Mia, Roy was there, yeah. Me with a bag of, he got a bag of gloves. Oh, wow. And I would have to walk up and go, hi, this is Jim Norton. Will you please sign one of his gloves? <laughs> I don't sell them though. I wanted them just for myself. Yeah. I still have them. I don't sell that shit. Oh, I just my collect God. them. Ben Anderson, awesome. everybody was there. And Anderson Silva was like, he was pissed, remember? No, Vandalay. No, Vandalay Silva. There's a picture of me lurking behind Vandalay Silva. I didn't know the guys back then, and I was just kind of lurking for a picture, and he literally, he, he wanted to choke him out. What? what, 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 what I just wanted to take a picture with him. He wanted to choke him he like he a no stress part, doll. You, you wanted no part of no it. No one's ever hated anyone more than he hated me. <laughs> this photo, the photo I took of them, he said, after I'm, after I'm eating lunch, you know, in his yeah. accent, right? He said, and he just stood behind him while he ate. I oh, was, my I, God. I was that's awful. hilarious. I didn't mean to be. I was just really starstruck. I, I love these guys. I love watching them. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I did commentary for Bodog fights. Remember Bodog fights? I don't. Oh man, that's where I'm. Uh, Josh Barnett's one of my one I of my love best friends. Josh, Josh is one of the best, and and he um and I remember I was doing commentary like a floating commentary for Bodog. We were in Costa Rica, and all my boys and it was like a sea level fighters kind of doing it, and it was being tele- televised. And there was like I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm going to interview that guy, that guy. Oh, I remember that guy from the UFC Tough and doing the whole thing. And then Barnett walks in, and I'm such a huge Barnett baby face assassin <laughs> fan. And that was in the day, and I'm 
and I'm watching him walk and he makes eye contact with me and he can sneer a little bit. <clears throat> and this is the first encounter I have with him and he looks at me and then he po- as he's walking one of his fighters in and he points at me and he goes, you got your head blown off in Battlestar Galactica, you fucker. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm the fucker. That was me. And then we just became tight after that. And he's one of one of my best buds now. What happened, uh, by the way, speaking of uh, in uh, Connor and Bellator this weekend or whatever, yeah. he had a, a Charlie Ward was the guy fighting. And uh, I, what did, what was Connor's problem? He ran into the ring. What what did he do? Well, the, he, his boy won. Yeah. His yeah, he boy came won, in excited. Super yeah. stoked. And and the ref didn't want him. Like nobody's supposed to jump in. Right, okay. And all he and if you see the footage, all he did was like just you gotta get out of the ring type thing. Yeah. And Connor lost it because he, he actually was a little aggressive with him. And he went in there, he pushed the ref, knocked out the guy that was, or pushed over the guy that was knocked out. Like, it was an extremely selfish thing to do. Yeah, what's interesting is that the ref was Mark Goddard, who he just had a run-in with in the Artem Lobov fight a couple of weeks ago, where he asked him to sit Sit down. down. So I wonder if he had a thing for Goddard. He doesn't like the fact that Goddard doesn't give a shit who he is. Uh, That might be it. Like, you know, even the referees know who they're... Refing and they know if it's Anderson or whatever. Maybe that that guy has no regard for him. Annoyingly. I don't know. He did it regardless because his boy won and he was super excited. He wanted to jump in the ring and even the commissioner put his hand, told him to get off the right. ring, and he pushed him away. No, I wonder if he has a thing for Mark Goddard though. Like where when Mark Goddard said go, I wonder if he overreacted because of the week. I think I, I think it's a two. He just got eighty million in his bank account. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm sure he's probably not taking shit from people. Yeah. No, I like, totally who, get fuck that. Fuck you. I don't. He has but literal I mean, fuck you. But money. I mean him rushing Goddard and no. kind of pushing over the fighter. And uh, that that was well. The fighter actually, his friend was like that. Kind of took away from my win. Yeah, because now that everybody's just talking about you. That's right. Again, did he say that and, or no? Yeah, he's kind of bummed out. Did now? Let me ask you. Did uh, did Connor apologize for that or no? I don't know. No, no. nothing from Connor yet. And I, you know, I I had it kind of in the notes that nothing official has come out. There might be no rep- repercussions for him, but it's something, yeah. I mean, it was, but like it was like when. Uh, when uh, Fabrice Verdun, when he when he kicked uh, 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 well, what's Edmund, his name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, from from uh, from Ronda's camp, you thought there'd be a big problem. But then again, Roy Nelson did get in trouble for was it was it Big John? He pushed. Yeah, yeah he pushed uh, Big he John. Yeah, he, he, got in he pushed him or kicked him like type. He kind of like shoved him. Well, with that, but he was yeah. mad because it's like, dude, you should have stopped the yeah. fight. He still can't touch a ref though. I, I know, yeah. but you know, I mean, in that moment where it's like, dude, someone could die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone could get really hurt because you're 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 not doing your fucking job. Yeah, but then I, you, you can understand back, that. But then you go back and you look at the Pat Berry uh, check fight. Oh, my God. Right? Like, yeah. that, could, that should have been stopped four times, and then look what happened. So yeah. I totally get the aspect of the, the, the fighter, but you still don't put your hands on the fighter. But look what at Pat weird... now. He's a crybaby. <laughs> oh, you're going to get him, man. You're going to get a head kick. <laughs> From Rose. <laughs> Pat Barry uh, is... I, I love fucking Pat Barry. I, love I, I like both of them. She's a great guest, and he's just a, he's a funny... They have dude, a thing I on YouTube. Him. They have a, It's almost like a travel channel show they did, and it's actually... I watched yes. it. It's fucking it's good. The, as a couple, I would watch them on TV do some type of oh, travel. I gotta watch they that. were building yeah, houses or something. They, yeah, they go to other countries. Infected. Yeah, all this weird shit happens. And, and well, she's, but as a couple, they're a great. She's couple. such a Buddhist, right? Like she's such a Zen, Zen girl. I don't know if she's people... a Buddhist. She was saying the Lord's Prayer. Remember when they? Oh, when right. she was, And he goes, Rogan was like, "What were you saying to yourself?" Oh, right. And right. He was like, "I was just repeating the Lord's Prayer." That's right. That's that, right. That's when I was like, "She's winning this fight." Yeah. Oh she's, yeah, yeah. She's summoning Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There's no way she's not winning this. Who's fight. Rose's next fight? Do you think? I uh, do you think it's a, it's a it's got to be. A, sometimes you earn a rematch. She's and sometimes Connor. you don't. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be a great fight. Um, I think it's a rematch. Yeah, maybe Yohan has earned that. I think by being 14 and 0 and destroying everybody. Yeah. I think she's earned the right to a rematch yeah, when she loses. The I don't know. I, I, think I don't like that. I don't like those. I like. I like. I would rather see Rose defend it. 
What's next in line? Let's see who's but next who in is, line. But who is next in I would, line, though? Yeah, I mean, I'm just guessing that it'd be Jessica Andrade, probably, because she just Maybe. put a beat okay. the brakes let, off let, let Rose, Let Rose... I mean, look, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a huge fight again. You're putting her back right into the fire. Let her... I mean, let her... Oh, <clears throat> man, let I, don't her know, fight. I don't know about that, because you look at somebody at 14-0, everyone's picking this champ. This champ got eyes on the TV because of how she fought, and then her going out like that and taking the defeat, and Rose has now, like... On the pedestal, she's got the she's got the belt. You got. I I always feel like it's almost like you can't win a decision against a champ. Like if, if it's a close, you got to really beat the champ. Yeah, and she really beat the champ. But I think there's a there's. You yeah, but if you back. really be, if that was close, a decision, fine. Sure. Have the rematch. She fucking won. Knocked her out. Won, became the champ. That's it. Move on. Next person in line because it's not fair. I think. To the next person. Now that person has to wait another year to get to that belt. Yeah, but they and were a year waiting. In fighting is they, a long time. They were waiting for Joanna. They were waiting yep. for her. But that next girl who was right, who would have fought Joanna if she right. won, let her fight. But and also, then let Joanna fight somebody, and then bring it back. And then we have that fight in a year. Well, there's I also something Joanna's to that too, it. because Joanna might have. She was talking about going up to 125 right. pounds anyway, so that might have slowed the division. So she, up anyway, she might. So. She might have. No, but I kind of think that she's earned it just by being 14 and yeah, L, I being agree. so dominant. I, I hate when these people slow down. That so, no, the but some of them and, don't deserve it. So, like, if you're a champion and you've won one or two defenses, I agree. But she was such. She a fucking was on another beast, level, and she was willing to come in and fight. Who did she come when to step in and fight? Uh, Amanda Nunes when uh, Valentina Shevchenko right. was out. Like she's a fucking savage. So I kind of think, think she's earned. I think she's earned it, and I and I agree with you. Like. If, if, it's, if, if, if it switched hands here and there yeah. and then I, I don't and it wasn't an exciting fight and it wasn't like this huge shock then I, I agree with you if it just moves on but this I feel like Joanna deserves like, a rematch yeah, I wouldn't if she give, wants it I wouldn't give Bisping an immediate rematch exactly exactly just because he was a champ for a couple I think was he had defended it once against Dan Henderson and he on, man that he GSP hit the lottery with getting Bisping because he was yes. the weakest champ He's the weakest. I totally think so. Look, man, he. I he's I, I, a little I love, older. I love Bisbee. I think he's great, but right. I don't think he's as talented as, as Luke. Luke. I think he got lucky with Luke. He got lucky with Anderson. He got knocked out by Anderson, and he came back. I think he's a warrior. I think he. I think he grinds it out. But there were stipulations in these. Dan Henderson's an old fighter that he old. barely got by. Yeah. So those he, he got lucky in all those three fights in little mini little scenarios. Well, compared to other people he might have had to fight, like Robert Whitaker or whatever, just because Bisping's a little older. I mean he's thirty seven, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. So his age may have been a oh he's thirty eight. Well it sucks now so, is that yeah. we'll probably get uh, a George Silver fight, right? Is that happening? What's I don't happening? Know if anybody What's, no, Silver just got popped. He got popped. Yeah. Yeah. Just got popped by uh, saw that. I was gonna say, yeah, and Bisping is actually fighting stepping in for Why Anderson is he, Silver. Is he stepping in? Yeah. Fucking animal! He's fighting Kelvin Gastelum because no way he yeah. just got yeah. popped. He's fucking awesome. So that's why yeah. people love Michael Bisping. He's oh, an yeah. absolute. He's a fighter. warrior, man, and I, I love that about him. It doesn't doesn't take away that he his heart is his heart is amazing, and he is a warrior. And he'll go through the trenches. His cardio is ridiculous. Who does George fight though? But but I think personally, what? I think he goes back down to welterweight. People said no, but do you does if you're George, do you want to deal with fucking? Uh, uh, Romero, or do you want to do a yeah. Robert Whitaker? Maybe in Australia. Yeah, Whitaker, I mean, if he keeps the belt, Whitaker's the next. Whit- fight. And, well, I, and yeah. I get that, but I mean, R- Romero and and I think Luke's a beast. I think he's too cocky for himself, and I think he needs to just yeah. once he settles into it, I think he's going to be. I just hate phenomenal. when he tries to because he's not a trash talk.
talker. I know. It's and when he hilarious. tries to talk trash, it just he he gets caught up in his words. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I'll, I'll fucking I'll suck your dick. What? <laughs> no, no, not you, but you. <laughs> you suck, well, I meant you sucking my dick. Yeah, while we you're... all suck dick. What? Yeah. Right, Luke, just stop. Just stop. Let let them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think for uh, the, what what happens with that uh, with with GSP? Because he do you was think amazing. A Connor fight's going to happen. Maybe, uh, but now obviously he'd have to go back. To I that. think he's Connor wanted to fight at one. Sorry, Bobby. Connor had to wanted to fight uh, Nate at one fifty five. I think right. So I don't think he's going to want to go to one seventy. No. And GSP would have to come down to one seventy. Yeah. I don't think Connor takes that fight. That's yeah. a terrible fight. I want to see him fight yeah. Diaz. I want the third fight. I want the third fight. I just fight. want it over with. I'd rather see Chris the producer fight fucking Connor. I <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> you see don't want to see it. I don't Why? give a shit. Why? Because I I want to <laughs> see him defend against Tony Ferguson. I want to see him fight Khabib. Oh man. I don't care about the Diaz fight. But I don't that, care. With an entertainment value for the layman. I'd that's watch gonna it. be. That's totally out there. I right? definitely watch if it. If he goes and fights and loses the belt or get his, it kind of gets his ass kicked. Like say it's over. Say sure. whatever it was. It, it's like over, which is sad to me. When Ronda Rousey got beat, it, yeah. it was like sad because it's like that entertainment value of Ronda and Brock and and Chuck and it's like when that is over, it's like we have to whoever that next person right. is has to and hopefully there is somebody, right? You know, but I love. The Connor era. I love the fact oh, that like when Machida stopped winning, it was sad because you thought this karate guy was going to bring some 80s shit back. Right, and, right, right, you know, right, right. So I, I would love to see him fight one more time for the entertainment value and then go and, and, and you know. Tony Ferguson should be next. Ferguson and Connor beast, should be next. Well, that's going to be a great. I mean, that fight is. And he trash be huge. talks too. So I would love to see those two guys. He's borderline. Kinda- He's good, but Tony, then he, yeah, he's a little. But then he gets carried away a little bit. Yeah, like he, get, he, his trash talk is good, but then he'll say something stupid. When he told for Doom, I'll ankle pick you. That was yeah. very funny. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, what are you doing? Why he just? But yeah. that he was saying ankle pick all day. Yeah, that was like his. <laughs> that was his thing. Of that the was day? his yeah. stump speech. That's, if you listen to all his shit that day, ankle pick. I'll ankle pick. Huh? And that just he got scared because Verdum's a fucking Beast. monster. And went, I'll ankle pick you, man. It's like, no, you won't. So what do you think? about uh, one of my favorite guys, uh, Edson Barbosa, who's fighting uh, against Khabib, which I think is a better fight for Khabib than it is for Edson. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely think so. He, Khabib is a beast, and if he gets you on the ground, I'm not crazy about his hands, yeah. but I, I think him on the ground, you, there's no, you can't get away. No one's ever gotten away from him. So it's a it's a great fight for him. I totally agree. And because Edson uses his legs so much, like all he's got to do is catch one of those. Right. And take him down. Although you know he could hurt if he hurts him with his, kicks him and hurts him with his legs. That's yeah, great, but, it, but it could be the exact same fight as um, Wonder Boy that just fought. Like if you can keep, who did Wonder Boy just fight? No, oh, he just fought Masvidal. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that I remember right when that fight started, I was telling my boys we were all watching. I go, this is going to be the whole fight. The whole fight is him at range, popping in and out, point yeah. system in Smart and out, fight. and win it. And he totally like that was the smartest thing for him to do. I and I can see that happening in the Khabib fight. Although I think Khabib is better at getting in on you and taking you down than Masvidal is. One uh, against Tyron Woodley, it was amazing that Woodley had a hard time getting in on That's him. True. Um, and the same with Damian Maya. The fact that I know people got him mad at Tyron because he didn't throw that many punches, but the fact that he stuffed Damian Maya 25 or 26 times, I mean, that was just awe-inspiring. Yeah, for sure. yeah, well, but he, but he with, talks so much shit, though. I'm who? sorry. He, no, no, no. He talks so much shit. Oh, you, uh, Woodley. He, oh. t- he talks so much shit, like he's going to go in and just knock people. You don't understand my hand. And then he goes in and does that. It's like, dude, fuck off. To, to an extent, I was going to say, though, in Woodley's defense, he does have, he, you know, he hurt his shoulder, so yeah. plays a factor, but right, but I mean... You, you talk, that's why we love Connor. That's why we love these guys that go in and say, I'm going to do this and this, and they do it. It's the movies. Yeah. So when a guy like in shape like him who's like, oh my God, and he says, I'll, I'll, 
I'll knock you the fuck, and then you, then you don't. You just defense. Well, that, and that's a th- like it's one thing if he tries to and he doesn't get it, then yeah. I can You kind of sit there and you go, well, he went for it because right. he knew it's production, but he doesn't go for it. Yeah. He doesn't go for it. Like he he says, you let's go to knock him out. I think in two rounds, and he you, he barely threw anything in that. And maybe it was his shoulder, but his heart wasn't going. I'm, I'm going to live up to my prediction. I want to ask you a question because yeah. you are a boxer and you watch the sure. uh, Mayweather. Not you. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I say duck. Party <laughs> thought I was an old fighter. I said that. This guy knows the lingo. <laughs> That's a sexual thing on Backpage. I love ducking. Um, <laughs> but when you saw that fight, we I guess we did oh, see so the difference between boxing and UFC boxing. There's yeah. a massive difference. I, I was so but, angry uh, when that they, fight got but made. But are they catching up? Is UFC boxing kind of getting no, closer no, no it's not no okay. no and here's here's why I, this is this is just my opinion now i was really angry when that fight got made especially um and i get the business of it and mayweather's all about the money for but but for your for your your the biggest fight to get number 50 and O as a champion uh beating marciano and you're ta- taking on an MMA fighter that is not a boxer. That to me was an insult. I was so angry at that. And the fact I get that the fight got made. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, you're you're working with four ounce gloves. Connor is, and he's and you're working in a in a in a fight in the octagon where at any time somebody could shoot. So you're always conscious of that, and you're not sitting down on your punches. So there's two things that happen: four ounce gloves will drop you. The t- uh, ten to twelve ounce won't drop you with a four ounce glove. And you're not settled in in MMA, so people are going down because it's a lighter glove. Now you're getting bigger gloves, and if you don't know how to sit on your punches, and I don't care how hard you trained, if that's your first professional fight, and you, I don't care if there's people, or, uh, there's so many people watching it, you still get the nerves. It's a different walk to the to the ring. You're getting into a ring. Everything is different. And the second time around, Connor will do better, but you can't do as, as better than your first time. Type but thing. do you think they're actually? But is there, are they getting better though? I mean, like the last big fight, three left hooks, one titles. That's that's pretty. That, crazy. That's huge. But I, I think the boxing is getting better, yeah. but it's not getting better. It's not getting enough to right. compete with somebody that all they do is boxing. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, do you think with Connor? I, I noticed one thing he was doing. It was an MMA thing where you paw for distance. Like where you, where you do that thing where your hand is like it was almost like he wasn't not throwing a real jab. He, yeah. Occasionally, but it seemed like he was leaving the one arm out there as a measuring thing. Yeah. Which totally. is which is great. Which is great. But 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 here's the thing, and I think that's awesome. But it should but be a all, jab. It should be the jab, and and a hook can come around the long the long hand, and and we get taught that in boxing. If the uh, the Cubans do it perfectly. That's a Cuban style where you go more on an angle, and the hands are out here because you're keeping the distance here, and it does it does work great. And there's like the Canadian style where everything's tight to your to your face, which doesn't work really great because you're not you're traveling more of a of a of a distance. But the thing what Mayweather did. He knew he could take Connor's punch because Connor doesn't know how to throw a boxer's punch. So we walked him down. You watch any other fight that Mayweather did, he never had his hands up and walking a fighter down. He's always on the side, slipping, ducking. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing that whole thing with other fighters that know exactly how to throw a perfect punch and a perfect counter. He walked Connor down. He knew Connor was gonna. He knew he was gonna get hit, but he knew he wasn't gonna get knocked out. And he and people were saying, "Well, he hit Connor more than the last. Connor hit him more than the last three boxers did because he let him. Yeah. He walked in. That he was sense. hands were up. Right. Things. He he knew that he was gonna tire him out and take him out later. But you can't you can't do boxing the way 
it's quote unquote supposed to be done because someone can shoot in. There is a kick coming. That's right. So you can't. You can't. There's no way you're going to be able to. They're never going to be able to merge fully. No, but and that's psychologically, Connor can't psychologically sit on his punches because his body knows the fact that he's got to be moving. That's how he works his. So he doesn't understand the idea of sitting down on a punch. That's why you got guys with 12 ounce gloves doing crazy knockouts because they know how to throw the punch. Right. You get four ounce gloves on a guy that knows how to box. That's dangerous. I wonder if the boxing is going to help him when he comes back into the UFC. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it could because. Because if he's sitting on his punches I don't and a guy comes ever, in for a shoot... I don't think he, he'll ever uh, sit on his punches. And the thing is, I yeah. like Connor on his back, too. Like, I think Connor knows how to move on his back, and it depends on who the fighter is. Have we seen him on his back much? Though? I mean, you looked at, like, Chad I Mendes. I the same thing about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, too, about your wife. <laughs> well, apparently you're a lot bigger than me, so enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> Mendes took him down. He, he seemed to get a hard time with Chad. And, and again, that was a, after a very short camp. That's true. Three, a camp... Uh, for Chad Mendes, so how would he do against the guy? Against a guy like uh, Khabib, Khabib, he'd have a really hard yeah, time. I think you're right. Even Tony on the ground, I think he'd have a much harder time. I with. think you're right. I think you're right. Um, I was going to ask Alex, are you? We, we're going to talk to Sage Northcutt in like 15 minutes. Yeah. Are you hanging out, or you, do you have to go anywhere? No, or? I'm cool. Oh, okay, All right, great. good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, Sage looked great. He's with Team oh, Alpha yeah. Male now, and and he looked tremendous. Uh, Really, better than I've seen him look at all. What a, a perfect specimen, though. Yeah. Like physically, yeah. If you were going to build like a UFC game, right, like right. If, with some guy that doesn't like you could build your own character, right. It would be him. Just no. his abs, his hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But he, he's, I, I, I love the way he's growing into the sport, man. Like, yeah. I, like I know he, he's, you know, the ground isn't his best friend, but I love, like, he's getting better all the time, and his confidence is still right up there. So I'm a big fan. And 21 years old. God, 21 years old. And you just said that he was, he's, he just finished school. Like, he went back. And yeah. he got all this hype, got all this stuff, and he went. And he was like, "You know, I'm just gonna go finish school." That's like smarts, yeah. You know, and uh, that, yeah. Now he's training full time. What, what did you think of? Uh, the, I mean, the, the, the card was really great. I was saying before these uh, these FS1 uh, cards. A lot of times, the fight nights are great. Like, yeah. we're always waiting for the big cards. But uh, amazing, uh, Poirier over Pettis. What exactly? What was the reason Pettis uh, tapped? Was it? Did he break a rib or did he pull a, a ligament? It was a rib injury. I'm not sure. What okay, it was. Yeah. It was yeah, that was a that what a bloody that was crazy messy fight that I, was. I I, I I picked Pettis in that and. Um, Poirier looked great. Well, he, was, he kept it close, too. He was, he was smart not to let Pettis room to fucking start right. throwing spin kicks. And, right, you know, right, oh. right. I love Showtime. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Oh, he's the best. Oh, yeah, he's great. And then they got, you got uh, Clay Guida and, and Joe Lozon. Joe Lozon yeah. Lo, Lo is my favorite because he's from Boston. That'll yeah. do it. And he's he, an animal. Oh, he's the best. And I just love these fights, but it sucks. I, it sucks when he gets knocked out. Did yeah. you know? Yeah. I, just I hate him? that when they when someone starts getting knocked out, it's like, ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Guida Diego. great. Diego getting knocked out. That was that was like folding an accordion. Well, that was Matt Brown's elbow. I mean, throwing oh that like God. a punch. There's no one that does that as well. Maybe John Jones throws yeah. an elbow. I was saying like this card three years ago was a huge pay per view card. Yes, that, that's how. It, that's how it's grown. Yeah. That's how it's grown. It's like this is a. I mean, we would have went and saw this. Yeah, I would have paid Absolutely. money to get a ticket Absolutely. to this card. Is amazing. But Guida came out. He looked really great, and that that was just a very very fast. I like the fact that he picked Joe up. Clay is such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't well, like when, Clay when Guida? Doesn't he look great? I always think he looks great. He's got the the energy like is ridiculous, and he he's always on point. He may get punched around a little bit. Like I remember that, but his heart is so. He's like big. animal on yeah, the Muppets. Absolutely, <laughs> the drummer Tasmanian. <laughs> Devil. After every fight, he no matter what, he just he yeah. runs around the cage. Just, yeah. like, he just keeps. What's, going. It, what's he ranked, Chris? Clay? Yeah, he's unranked. 
Yeah, because he's, he's been unranked. out for a while, right? That's how that, but that's how. I mean, the sport is so insane right now with great fighters. Yeah. that this card is a free fight on uh, on Fox One. And right. you know, I lo- I loved how he wanted to stay with the UFC and keep fighting at the end. Like that that speech, I absolutely loved it. Who Clay? Yeah, he just he just he was basically going like, I want to finish my career here. I love what the UFC is doing, and to me, that was that was just a, a human moment. I, I loved it. Yeah, those guys have never fought for whatever reason. I don't know if they've ever been slated to fight and there was an injury, but they've never fought. Yeah. Um, and we've had a oh god, we've been negligent not to mention too heartbreaking. I, I mean, I love Frankie Edgar. What is the injury? Is it yeah. a face injury? He's he, not. He hasn't said if officially, but he's not fighting Max Holloway in three weeks. No, Jose Aldo is getting yeah. a rematch against uh, Holloway. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess in, in, in a short time you have to just grab who's available. What happened? Available. What happened to him? I don't know, but Frankie got hurt. Maybe he hasn't said exactly what it is. But this was a the, the title fight, and I'm really I'm heartbroken for Frankie. Yeah, I love me him. too. I mean, I, I I think I would love to see Frankie and and Connor. Connor would not like that fight. No, to me that's a very very bad matchup. And for I Connor. think uh, Frankie knows that. Frankie knows that he he could get Connor's number for sure. Well, after there's no way, even though Connor's a very skilled, accurate punch, there's no way he didn't see what happened to Frankie and Yaya Rodriguez. There's no way he didn't watch that and go, yeah. that was an old school guy who's been the most hours in the octagon and the most minutes in the octagon. That's right. Fucking destroying a young guy who just does not have as many weapons. Yeah. Right. yeah I mean, well, and that's the other thing with, with, with Connor, we've seen in the Nate fight, we saw in the fight with Mayweather, he tires out and he admitted yeah. it. He tires out at a certain point. He's not sure why that is. That Frankie Edgar is the wrong guy. Literally, he never gets tired. But, he, right. but but he did get a second wind in the oh, second. Yeah. It was weird because he did do that thing where he just is exhausted. But then in round three, I think it was, he came back and it was like, oh shit, he boxing has a or against win. Nate again against Nate, not yeah. in boxing. But, but, and both and both of them, like I mean, that the thing against Nate, which which was really interesting because he. he when he went up to 170, he knew how to throw, throw punches and with the same velocity at 155. So you're putting the power in there, but and you're 155. You try to do that at 170, you're going to get gassed because your body isn't used to throwing that heavy and that hard mm. with that much weight on you. So you just get gassed faster. And, and it I seems think, like like Frankie never gets no, gassed. No, he doesn't it, even know it's what like that a is. Wee, it's like a, he's not a human. And Clay never, those guys. <laughs> Ridiculous. Even, even um, Chris, thing. oh, I mean, they don't get gassed. Like no. they don't, there's no, it's just well, always t- full. Joanna never gets tired. TJ and, and even Cody, I, you never see those guys get gassed. Mm. That's no, I get I get gassed just after this sentence. I walked I very, up to I'm the studio. Tired, I was I was out of breath. <laughs> I'm I'm always very tired. By the way, you're promoting too. I want to promote what Alex is promoting. Um, what what exactly are you promoting? Because you've got so many projects. Well, we we yeah, it's been great. We um uh, War for the Planet of the Apes just got released on. Um, I just on, saw it. Yeah, yeah. I just watched it on the plane. Uh, the other it was. I can't believe how it was like mostly apes, yeah. and the movie was amazing. Yeah. But it was there was, was the very story little, of the apes. very little humans yeah. in the movie. But you still watch. I forgot at the end of it, I'm like, wow, there's not that many. Usually with that, it's like a lot of human interaction. Well, you're you're, you're you're looking through the eyes of the humans, and then you see the apes on the other side, type yes. thing. And this was really telling the origin, and it's the last of the trilogy, and it was through Caesar's eyes and Caesar's family. So, um, man, it was it was awesome being a part of it. Like we went to ape camp for a month, dude. You know, it's funny. I've ape a, camp. Who's the guy that played Caesar? I've talked to him. I don't remember. Andy Circus, one of the best. Amazing at doing at doing that. Uh, the CGI and the and the emotion and the, how hard is that to do? Well, see that you you just you just hit it 
it on the head, and this is what people don't understand, is that, for instance, let's say um, John Hurt in Elephant Man. Anybody remember that? Fucking great comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so you didn't know it was John Hurt because of the makeup. The makeup was f- so phenomenal. Yeah. The only difference is we do it backwards. We're doing the performance. It's not a motion capture. It's performance capture. So we're actually acting. There's no animation that's changing anything that we're doing. And then, so almost it's like rice paper thin um, ape mask on top of our actual faces. We're making it move. So all the emotion, Matt Reeves, who directed it, it was, you know, we had to sit down with, uh, with everyone that was being an ape and he was saying like, this is performance. We have to, if we don't get the performance, we can't fix it in the studio. Did you have to over-exaggerate emotion at at all? all. Not at all. It's literally your, um, ape camp, that was the coolest thing about ape camp because it made me a better actor because we went there and the first thing that they taught us, um, Terry Norty, was the emotionality of a primate. There is no insecurity. Mm. And as an actor, you have little tricks that you do. You have you have your insecurities in your body, in your performance. What's yeah. a trick? Would you say like something that, that a little trick that an actor would do for covering insecurity? Uh, you, I used to. I mine. I know yeah. what mine is. Yeah. I go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. One. yeah I go. <laughs> yeah. Like in the thing when I fit, when a line's here, if I hey, I was doing that thing. <laughs> yeah. I do like that uh, little laugh because yeah. I'm. I'm for, what I'm forgetting the line, or I don't remember the That's line. That's not really. that bad, though. Well, it's bad but, when but, people when people when clock so, it. A director goes, he clocks it. Stop doing that. Yeah. Did they do that to you? I've had people do that. My yes. my thing fucked up. I always I just do this. Simmer down, Jim. <laughs> That's no good. <laughs> but it's it's little it's little things like if I know if I know that the camera's on one side, and you know I've got a close up happening, um, and it's an emotional part. I, I'll I'll have my. My, my emotionality kind of all set knowing that if I turn my head a little bit more into that lens, it's going to read better than if I was straight on. And you're going to get the emotionality more. Yeah. Little tiny camera tricks, little time emotional tricks. Like I, for some, sometimes I, I had a friend that goes, he always looks to the left when he forgets a line. So he's talking to somebody and he kind of looks to the left and he does yeah. his thing because if he did anything else, he, the line wouldn't come back. So little things, but with with this, the emotionality of a primate, it was like no insecurities. We were told to really drop in, find your center, like let your gut out, like the whole thing. And then as we're in this kind of um, meditative state, he's asked. Then he asks us to get up, and he kind of shows us this kind of sim- very simple ape-like walk where there's it's there's no leg movements; it's a hip movement. And so once you start going into it, and then he's talking you through it and you're just kind of being chill and then the actor brain goes oh i'm getting this now i'm gonna put some character into the walk just thinking about it and moving my shoulder a certain way terry was just like alex sit down get back to your center and he he clocked it right away saw everything he saw an actors were being actors and not just absolutely as opposed to what he would say as opposed to being so we really got to get into a state of just being, get rid like indication. Like he told us, hey, look, look over the, I want you guys as a primate to look over the cliff. And as everybody was looking over the cliff, your chin goes out a little bit because you want to look over the cliff. Mm. He goes, no, just walk up to the cliff and look and move, keep moving. So making it simpler, making it more dropped in. That was cool because then you get to experience that as an actor and just kind of take off the, the, the kind of the ape thing. When you go to ape school, like whatever, yeah. like is there a moment where you're like, just all right, we feel kind of silly because we're like little kids doing it, like at the first day, or how, how do you do that? Where everybody's just kind of walking around like an ape, where you're not saying shit. I mean, I guess you're on a real movie, but 
Yeah, but I, I mean that that goes in your head, but you're looking at everyone else doing it, and then when you look at everyone else doing it, even though you feel dumb, you're like, I want to be better than sure. everyone else doing it. And the coolest thing is that there was a huge, like there was a, a, a almost like a Central Parkish type thing close to where we were working. And so people are walking their dogs, you know, there's like a, a stream, a forest and everything. And for graduation, we went out into the environment as, we, and we had these uh, extensions built in our arms. So we learned how to kind of run and walk with these extensions. And we all went out where people are walking their dogs and we couldn't break character for two hours. Wow. There was no breaking character. You scared character. the shit out of some old lady with a <laughs> yeah. shit too. Dude, it was it's like awesome. like the end of the world. <laughs> it was awesome. Everyone was There's right on point. There's terrorists with clubs. <laughs> yeah. Every, everyone was right on point. No one was talking. Everyone was kind of in character. It was the coolest thing to do. And Andy started take a like, shit under a tree? <laughs> pretty much, oh, wait, yeah. Was he there? He's already been through it. Was he actually there? Yeah, he wanted to, wow. he wanted to bond with everyone. And it was wow. great because one of the characters who he doesn't get along with in the film Film, the actor was like, I don't fucking think Andy likes me. Like he, he hasn't come to talk to me at all. He was totally on point. He was keeping him separate from all from everyone else. And he was like, fuck this man. I love Andy, but he's like in character right now. Did they talk at the end? Sometimes I've heard of that happening before. Where and, and then at the end of the production, they actually go, hey, look, yeah, no, they, they, no, he, he wasn't a prick about it. He was just he he was in the moment, uh, but like off camera or mm. off kind of working. He he was fine, but in that moment, he just wanted to really bond with him. Did you? Yeah, that whole but that movie was shot on a, a stage, right? No, you went. You went. To we were movies. in the environment, man. We were. We had a scene. We. I mean, there were a bunch of scenes, but one of the scenes that I was in where um, the forest and the cameras were all around us on trees. Where was the forest? In Vancouver. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. we shot it in Canada. And uh, I so, know I love Van- Vancouver. It can best, be man. any place yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's the best. I it's got crazy. blown in an alley in Vancouver. Nothing to do with this story, but it's a true story. <laughs> Wait, were you ducking? <laughs> no, but she had to. <laughs> but and, and what was cra- what was crazy about the movie is we shot three plates, so we would shoot the scene, yeah, and then they would do a human pass, which would, they would take the the apes out and put tennis tennis balls on strings where our eyes are yeah. and then the act the humans would have to act to the tennis balls and then they would do a clean pass wow. which is the camera moves the exact same way we're off camera and we're um doing the lines off camera while the camera's doing it uh, shooting a clean clean wow. thing and then if for whatever reason like you know the 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 the, the suit kind of gets a little messed up or the the, the mechanics of it don't work and it doesn't read, the digital doesn't read. Then we go into the studio, we bring up the clean plate, we bring up the human plate, and then we bring us into like basically what's called the volume um, where the studio is. And then they match it to where we are. And they're like, okay, so that's the set. Like I had to, there's a scene where I had to look into the mirror and then turn around and Matt wanted me to do it in 1.4 seconds. And he goes, but I need you to look at yourself, hate what you're looking at, be scared, and then turn around in 1.3 seconds. And it took us like like 50 tries. That's a whole again. different type of act. I mean, you're doing an independent movie, you and your wife in the kitchen have an argument about her cheating. Right. There's that acting, which everybody right. loves doing right. because it's so emotional. And to fight, you know, but then this, this is 
a whole nother form of acting. There, where you're you're acting to a tennis ball or to nothing. Well, and, I mean, it's the same as as if you know, Galaxies. Uh, what's a Galaxies movie? Uh, Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardian of the Galaxies. When there's a, a CGI kind of thing there, and right. you're kind of doing the same thing. The the difference with I think this, and that's why I think Andy deserves an Oscar. I really do because. Everything that he did was pure, like, you know, the, the emotional scenes, that's exactly what he did. There was no doctoring of anything because it then that's when it looks cartoonish is yeah. that all of a sudden the digital goes, well, we need him more angry here. Then you're going to lose the actual emotion. It and, was weird watching the movie because at the beginning, I'm not going to, I don't want to blow it for anybody, yeah. but there's a scene at the beginning where something ter- terrible happens right. and you're like, I was like, I was, I, I know, was like, oh my, because I have a kid, yeah, and I was so heartbroken, and I'm like, I'm like almost crying because of an ape, just you know what I mean? It's like it's you crazy. really do get lost in it, like yeah. you're watching just people. Dude, I was watching a- Andy in the last scene, and I won't blow anything, but I, uh, uh, I was watching the last scene off camera, and ev- everyone that was just around the monitors were just. They were losing it. You're watching him just without anything. Now, yeah. are you guys wearing those little things on you when you're doing yeah, it? Yeah, they're uh, dots, yeah. yeah what, what, how many are on your face when you're doing it for that kind of emotion? 72. I, oh, thank you, Bob. I was kind of wondering. <laughs> I, I, I just made that up. Oh. No, I think, I think it's something like 56 dots or something like that. But um, but yeah, and that gets every little wrinkle. And, All on your face? Yeah, and we think we do a thing... We think we do a thing... Um, where we do, I forget what what it's called, but we start the day in this room and we go through a bunch of facial reactions and then a bunch of body movement just to make sure everything's working, and then we go and and do our thing. But it's it's and the the, the shitty thing is they know when you were been drinking the night before because the dots don't stick on. Really, because the alcohol you sweat your alcohol out a little bit, really, and all of a sudden it's like um. Can we get more replacement dots for Alex on this? And they're they, like, they didn't do fucking Robert Shaw and Jaws like that one big dot on his head fall off. I <laughs> hear <laughs> <laughs> he had his off days. Yeah. So we got Sage calling in right now. That's, that's amazing though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I forgot Andy's name when I just did. Oh, he's but I've talked to him. Yeah, he's a, everyone is in awe of how uh, how great he was he's, in that. And it's so much harder to do than people think because, like you said, it's not. It's not just the thing of uh, let, let's just put the ape face over it. No, it's, real it's emotion. performance capture, and I and I, he definitely deserves an Oscar for what he does for sure. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Sage was really... Uh, Michael uh, Quijonas is... Uh, is that how you say the name, uh, Chris? Quijonas. I always get it wrong, and Chris always does. It's so hard. The UFC... UFC Sa- MMA names are the hardest ever. Sage, we got you on the phone? Good. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks. You, uh, congratulations on, on the win. Oh, thank you very much. 
appreciate it. What? Uh, what? How long have you been a team alpha male? I've been a team alpha male about three months straight. And what? What actually got you to go there? What? What made the decision for you? Oh, you know what? Uh, I met Mr. Faber um, after after my first fight in the UFC, uh, just briefly, and then we were talking through Instagram actually back and forth, and I finally withdrew from school and had time to go out there to Sacramento and and uh, start training there full time. So. That's, that's okay, Mr. Faber. Does he does he make you call him Mr. Faber? Yeah. Does that? Yeah. Does he make you do that? <laughs> no, he doesn't. No sir. You're just a very respectful uh, Zen guy, it seems. Oh, thank you. Yes, now, sir. Now, what would you say the difference is? You looked really good, man. I I mean, uh, you know, you've had a couple of uh, a couple of tough fights, and in this one, you you really you, you were very very aggressive. You're extremely fast on the counter. You looked great. Uh, what what's the what's the difference? Would you say now uh, since you've been a team alpha male? Oh, thank you. You know, actually, just to focus my time and put all the training in into the MMA, I guess, and being at such a great gym that everybody there helps each other out. I have a great coach, Uriah Faber. Um, the coach that was coaching me that night, Alex Munoz. Uh, they they were just all we're all like a family there, pretty much. So if one fighter gets better, the other fighters get better, and you're all trained together. So. I think that's the biggest thing. I, I've, I've only been there for three months straight, but I, I'm looking forward to being there for six months and then a year and, and seeing how I grow as a fighter. And growing with them. Yeah, and you also trained with Tyron uh, when he was fighting uh, Wonderboy. Did you train in one fight or for both fights with, with him? Uh, I, was, I was there for the first fight for a short period of time, and then the second fight I was there for, I think, a little bit, little bit over a month, a month and a half. And you were just what kind of uh, you know training in the stand up and, and trying to were you trying to were you fighting as yourself when you're training with him or are you trying to mimic some of the movements of uh, of uh, Stephen Thompson? No, for sure, mimicking uh, some of the movements, yes, sir. The movements and some of the kicks. What would kind of similar style and the, the karate? What would you say is uh, yeah? Because he was uh, I think fifty seven and zero at one point uh, competing in karate. What would you say are differences between your, yours and Wonder Boy's stand up styles? Oh, thank you. You know, everybody's style is different. I think um, me and Wonder Boy have a kind of a similar style growing up because because of the karate background. So we like to both throw kicks. Um, we have great timing, uh, the speed and the accuracy. So I think that's kind of similar. And you know, Wonder Boy is an incredible fighter. He's he's done amazing throughout his whole entire UFC career, and he's an amazing fighter. So. Well, you also he was uh, he was undefeated as a uh, I guess a kickboxer, and you were I, I believe fifteen and I was a kickboxer. And was your first loss in the UFC? When, when was the first time you lost? You know what? Grow, growing up in karate, uh, first starting off, obviously uh, you lose competition sometimes because you have. And growing up, I, I competed in so many divisions just at one tournament. It would be 10, 11, 12, 13, or fourteen divisions just in, just in within a matter of two days, and you would have you would have possibly 20 fights at a tournament or 30 fights. Crazy. So competing, I, I grew up having thousands and thousands of fights. So um, sometimes, yes, you did, you did unfortunately uh, have, have losses in the karate growing up as a little kid. But as I grew up older, I, I got better in the martial arts and the karate and, and uh, got better with it. You know, I was also, because I was wondering if professional losses, uh, if you had an undefeated, if you were 15-0 and at one point, and then you come in and lose, I was wondering how that affected you mentally, because I, I'm kind of, every fighter who has gone undefeated for a while, I'm interested in, did that change them or their approach, or did it rock your confidence? You know what, it, it sure did um, change the approach a little bit, it made me, made me uh, actually go out there and train a lot harder, um, I withdrew from school so I could focus my, my time, full time on the fighting in the UFC, and Coming into the UFC, being the youngest fighter on the roster, 19 years old, having having three fights within four months period after my first fight right. was so fast, so quick. And uh, being inside college at the same time, it 
the best university inside the nation for, for petroleum engineering. That makes it super tough. So after having my first loss in the UFC, um, I decided to withdraw from school. I also decided to put all my time into the fighting. And then uh, now I'm back down in my, my weight class where I'm undefeated at um, 4 and 0 in the UFC at 155. So I'm happy to be back down at 155. And you also had some throat infections too. With uh, you had your, uh, which I think you had been put in a choke. I, I don't remember who you were fighting in the garden, and you tapped it, and, and they said that you had a bad throat infection. And Dana said you probably should not have even fought. So now that the wisdom teeth and the tonsils are out, is that making things a little bit easier for you? Yes, absolutely. You know what? It's kind of like car, and the car's got restrictor plates uh, through the exhaust, and it's got all these exhaust mufflers, and then all of a sudden you change out that exhaust in the car. And now it's got all that air flowing from the engine through the car. It sounds louder. It performs better, more horsepower and torque. The whole entire car is quicker and just a whole lot better. It improves in every aspect pretty much. I think kind of the same thing with my throat before. Ever since, like, right around my first fight in the UFC, I cut down to 155. I had a really bad uh, throat infection of strep throat. Then after that, the, the doctors gave me about every possible antibiotic that was possible to take to kill it off. And then... It didn't kill every, every strand of it off, so it came back stronger and stronger, and it really affected not only my performance out there in the UFC multiple times, but, but also my training. Wow. And I think that was a, a big part of ever since I had my first fight in the UFC, but I'm so happy it's gone now. Hey, you, you actually uh, were going to audition for uh, Ivan Drago's Kid in Creed 2? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I actually did, so wow. that, was, that was pretty neat. I had, one of, I had an agent actually send in uh, a tape I did, an audition tape, so hopefully... Hopefully I hear back about that and hopefully I get the part. That'd be amazing. I just met him in an elevator this weekend at Comic-Con in Rhode Island. Who? Um, Dolph? Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Well, he, he, oh, really? He, well, I was in the elevator and they gave me the wrong key. I was in the wrong elevator. He was like in the better part of the hotel. I was in the older part, so my key didn't fit and I was just trying to jam this key in the elevator. And he got in and he just looked at me like, Fatty. Get out of the elevator. <laughs> I just I felt his fat set like please. I just I just signed you know I just signed for two and a half hours. Get out of my better elevator. I did I did kindergarten two uh, kindergarten That's cop funny. two with him. Right. And uh and it oh, was yeah, and it was it was hilarious because after a, a take, because it's a comedy too, and after a take he would go, Was that funny? Did you think that was funny? And I just thought it was so cool that he was looking, like looking at, and asking if it was funny or not, and didn't just kind of like put on his ego hat. He was great. He was great to work with. Yeah. So you audition. Oh, that's funny. He seems he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. He still he still looks phenomenal. phenomenal. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, man. unbelievable. So you auditioned for the part of his son, and you went on tape. Who did you do the re? Did you do it into your iPhone, or did somebody put you on camera? You know what? We did do it. We did it through uh, iPhone actually. So, man, you know it's great. The iPhones are getting such. So better these days yeah. now. The phone quality is—it's getting amazing with 4K and stuff. I actually hook—I hook, I hook a, a lavalier mic up to my iPhone now because when you do an audition on tape, the only thing that really sucks now the voice. is the voice. But and they get it and they can't hear you. Blah blah blah. But now I have a, a lavalier you, mic. You got a lav mic for your iPhone? I got a lav from wow. Sennheiser. Has a lav out that hooks right into your iPhone. Uh, the one end, and then you just pin it onto you, and you have the wireless lav, and it gives you like movie quality sound on your iPhone. So when you do these no auditions, oh yeah, Sennheiser, they got this the lav AVX is I'm gonna get there insane. Yeah. Have you auditioned uh, you, for other things, Sage? Are you, are, is acting something you really want to pursue? Absolutely, yes, sir. So I've well, I've actually done I've done about twenty commercials uh, growing up as a little kid, and uh, definitely definitely want to do acting. So being in action movies. 
uh, maybe like comedy movies. I, I have no idea, but it'd be it'd be uh, amazing. I'll have a blast doing that. What's the biggest residual check you got from a commercial that you did? Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, like, what was the product? Uh, you know what? I have to I have to go back and check. I'm Actually, um, about that. I did. I, I've done a few commercials that went that were uh, nationwide. Uh, national, yes, yes, sir. And those are those are really neat. Like some. I was in a, uh, I don't know if this one was national or not, but I did one for uh, Wolverine before before the, one of the Wolverine movies came out a while back. That was actually for Hasbro, so that was like a like a toy company. Oh, that's dope. Almost like, yeah, so that was pretty cool, like Wolverine claws, um, Star Wars lightsabers, stuff like that. That's so that, awesome. that was a lot of fun. Dude, you Thank are you. the nicest human being <laughs> I've ever met. Yeah. I am such a miserable wretch from Boston. I'm sitting here waiting for you to come out of character. You're the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. Is, I'm just saying that. Bob to you Kelly right. is saying that to you. Yes. Oh, thank you. What was that a car? <laughs> I really that that. If I just said that, that a car hit him. Yeah, and, and he'd still say thank you. Did <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that, what? Now, did you uh, did you um, graduate from school? You said you had stopped going, but then I heard you just took finals. So did you go back and actually finish? No, you know what? Um, I was there for about. I was doing school for about a year and a half, actually. Uh, so my my. For Texas A and M, the school I was at, I was there pretty much from my first fight in the UFC. But I was there for one semester before that, so not quite not quite two years, but about a year and a half. And then I withdrew from my uh, studies. Oh, you did? Okay, so I didn't finish yet. Now, yes, you, being a team alpha, team alpha male, uh, like when you fought Mickey Gall, uh, you know he, he's really uh, solid off the ground. Have you been working a lot on the ground and the guillotines that they're famous for there? Oh, absolutely, yes, sir. So I think I think that's great because I believe. I believe if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm right or not, but I believe that uh, Uriah Faber actually, I know he's in the UFC Hall of Fame, but I believe that he has the most pokes in UFC history. Oh, does he? I didn't that know right? that. I, I think so. I'll have to go, I'll have to double check, but, but all I know is that, man, he's amazing at <laughs> all the submissions, the transitions. I think the biggest thing for me is the transitions. So transitioning from the stand-up to the ground to getting back up or submitting the guy as, as something's going on, so... I believe I'm getting better and better at that every single day. What did you think of uh, Cody TJ? I mean, you weren't there for the whole TJ drama, but I'm sure you've gotten to know Cody Garbrandt a little bit. Yes, I do. You know, uh, unfortunately, that was that was a great fight uh, between them. Cody was doing incredible in the first round. Um, you know, TJ Dillashaw, he's a great fighter. Yeah. And uh, he, he had a great night that night. I know that I saw how hard Cody was training. I know that he's going to come back. He's going to train even harder. And, and, um, and he's going to be super smart about what he does. So... Unfortunately, unfortunately, it played out as it did, but I know he's going to come back strong. Hey, are you still doing that apple challenge where you squeeze and break apples and tear them in half? <laughs> you know what? Just, uh, just for fun recently, when I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you crush it and then eat it? You don't even throw it out? You just eat it after you break it with your bare hands? That's right. <laughs> yes, sir. So how do you, here's what yeah. I want to know. Like, you started training very, very young. I'm guessing your father's a multi-degree black belt? Oh, uh, yes. He has a black belt, yes, sir, and... Uh, he he's actually uh, started off training me, me and my sister, and then also my little brother too, since we were a very young age, which is pretty cool. And now, did that keep you from fighting when you were a kid? Because you seem like a very centered guy, and a lot of guys who are that good at fighting turn out to be kind of jerks. But you seem like you've remained very centered. So did that kind of prevent you from fighting when you were a kid, or did you go through like a, a bully phase where you fought a lot, or no? No, no. You, I mean, you know, growing up as a kid, people do get bullied. So I was always a I was always a kid growing up that would kind of stick up for everybody. So you. There was a few fights I got in. I got suspended from school for a few days before, but uh, I was just sticking up for for other people actually. So, uh, like one time I had to choke someone out in school, or 
uh, I guess go over the kid how to take take care of uh, a few of my friends and people that I didn't even know that were getting picked on and bullied. So, well, is it one of those? Take- is it one of those things where because you know you're you're a good looking kid and then you get these big dudes coming in, um, like me. <laughs> um, like, would you would you get like a lot, lot of people challenging you? Not just in school, but like just people challenging you in general. When maybe they've heard your reputation and then they see you and go, "Oh, that that's not somebody that's so tough." Is it something that you would rather walk away from or talk your way out of before it gets to that that point? No, you know it's it's, it's kind of funny sometimes because you you see like if you think of golfing, for instance, someone that they golf every day, he might not he might be able to golf. I guess compared to the people that that he's around, but then you take a pro golfer, for instance, like Tiger Woods or some of the best golfers in the world or the the professionals, and it, it's totally different. So, like, it's it's super nice that people want to challenge you. I guess growing up in school and stuff, and uh, sometimes if they, I guess if they really want to fight, you just invite them after school to like go on the parking lot. Or one time I told someone to come to my house and we'll fight in my yard. For fun, and that's the guy you never fight. Stuff like that. But I could just that's the guy you never fight. When it's like, dude, yeah, meet me at my house. I got a ring in the back. My father will referee. (laughs) But 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 what's funny? I could just see somebody challenging him, all angry, and was like, yeah, I would love to. I think, sir, I would love to actually fight you. Yeah, Yeah. it's really fun. I'd love to do it. You want to do it now? We're fighting today, anyways, at my house (laughs) in the backyard. If you want to jump in, you can be the third guy. I fight. That would scare the shit out of me if you were that nice, wanting to fight me. Oh my god! So, <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> so, Sage, before we let you go, uh, what, where do you see yourself in the division? We have to we have to ask because you looked you looked better than I have seen you look. You look tremendous. So, uh, Team Alpha Male is, is is really a good fit for you. Thank you, yes, sir. You know, so back down at one fifty five. That that's the weight class I like to fight at. Um, my two fights at one seventy one was a last minute move up within less than a week notice because my opponent was injured, and the last one I took the challenge to go fight Mickey Gall and went up a weight class. But 155 is the weight class I like to be at at the moment. So I guess taking one fight at a time, I'm looking forward to fighting again soon. And uh, I think I think you're right. Being at Team Alpha Male is, uh, is great for me. You're, Mr. Faber's great. All the coaches there are great. The whole entire team and my training partners. And I've only been there for three months straight. So another month down the line, another few months down the line, I'm going to be improved. I'm only 21 years old. So I'm learning so fast. And with such great fighters in there and such great training partners, it's it's really going to help out. Yeah, you you have a great future ahead of you, man, and you really are. You're very very liked by everyone. So uh, so good luck, man. You're a humble guy, and uh, you know I'm sure we'll be seeing you for a long long time. And thank you for coming on and talking to us today. And you looked so great in that fight. So congratulations. Phenomenal. Yeah, I hope you get the uh, part in Creed too. Yeah, good luck, man. Good luck yeah. getting the part. Then all of a sudden he leaves the UFC. Thank and you. Can we a big can actor. we can we hear your uh, Russian accent? Yeah, did you do a Russian accent? Uh sure, you got it. Can yeah, I would say something like, I'm I'm very strong. <laughs> ah, nice. Can you say I will break? Say I'll break you. I will break you. Go, <laughs> go, go for it. Awesome. Get an acting coach to help me out a little bit, and I'll get it down. Uh, you're on point, man. You're on point. All right, take care, Sage. Thanks a lot, buddy. See you, buddy. All right, thanks so much for having me. All right, All right bye. bye. There's li- there's literally not a nicer guy in the UFC, but this is what I, <laughs> on the planet right now. Here's what you gotta like about this guy. This is why he's got a long future. Do the Russian accent, okay? And yeah. he just does it. The shame I would feel. Yeah, I'm or, so wrapped up in shame. He has none. Like yeah. he, he's a, he's a confident, yeah. positive guy, and that's why he's gonna be very teachable in fighting the, and acting. I think and I, acting he sounds like he could be a great but actor. He, yeah, but the, the the thing that's good about him is that he has that that humbleness yeah. and the gratefulness, which we should all have in life. 
because it makes you sure. uh, a better person. I have some. Yeah. Right, you shit the bed on him. A little bit. That's not but true. He, <laughs> go ahead, sir. Go talk. <laughs> I like him, Mr. Kelly. But he, but he has confidence too. He has that confidence that which is great. Right. Yeah, but I, when I said when I said no shame, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean like where shame is bad and he's free of it, which is right. good. Right. Not I, like you know no shame like you. Well, wasn't creep. your album named Shame? Uh, mouthful of Shame. That was <laughs> the last my, my Netflix special. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you're lacking. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I call my dick Shame. So that's really. <laughs> well, that's what. There's no accent. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. Back full of shame was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I wonder who he fights next at uh, at lightweight. I wonder who he fights at 155 next. Oh, you have to know. go. Yeah, I got to get going. All right. Well, listen, man, Alex. Really great talking to you. Anytime you want to come back, it was a lot of fun having. Dude, you I on. would love it, man, to sit back and talk. Like I do this with my boys, and and especially with Josh. So I get to talk to you guys. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So Thank I'm you. on episode uh, three of Van Helsing right now. Without even knowing. Oh, that's my that's my episode. That's where yeah, I get introduced. I just I just started. I didn't even know you were in it. Oh, okay. I didn't oh. even know you're in it. Oh, great. I was watching it anyways, and he told me you're in it. I'm like, oh, I just started watching that. Dude, we're, season two just, uh, I think we're in episode five on, on sci fi, and uh, it's uh, Thursdays at, at nine, and we're, um, we're absolutely loving it, and the fans are digging it, and there's some really cool shit happening, and just stoked to be a part of it. Uh, let's take a pee, and then uh, we'll be right back. Love it. Thank you, Alex. All right, we just took a quick tinkle. Actually, I did. I knocked on the door, and someone's in there shitting their fucking brains out. So uh, thank you to Alex. I uh, really, really fun. It's Alex Pond. Uh, how do you spell P A L A L E K S P A U N on Twitter? Yeah, P A U N. Yeah. U N. Yeah, sorry, big guy. I said P A U N. Really big I'm guy. Stupid. Yeah, very nice guy. Big boxing fan and a huge UFC fan. And that's and what a we great want. actor. I, of course, a great actor and sa- good for Sage. Um, you know, just a really nice dude. And everybody says that about him, but he really is. Some people they say it about and they aren't. Um, it's almost ridiculous. It's uh, Edgar, get away from me. It's almost ridiculous because uh, you're almost like I'm not buying it. How good you see, but he, he's calling Mister. Yeah, Mister Uriah Faber, Mister Faber. Who Mr. the Faber. fuck? You think that aggravates people after a while? Where they're like, all right, relax. Stop not if it's me. who you are. You know what I mean? Like if it's fake, then it would be. But I, I think that's who he. His mother calls him the Tim Tebow of MMA. Wow, oh. which is kind of nice. Wow, Hollywood's been waiting for that guy. They have right. They have right. Well, just a guy who's. You know, this who's a nice guy. Gossip proof. Um, hey, know. what's up, Matt? Oh. He's not there right yet. Yeah, I like Sage. Good guy. Good looking guy, too. Jeez. Good looking, popular. What do cool. you mean, good looking? Good looking, like good, you know, looking good. Hey, is this uh, Matt? Yeah, Jimmy. Hey, Bob Kelly's here, buddy. What's up? Oh, I like Bob Kelly a lot. I like Even you a lot. I don't believe I listen to rap music. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> you don't. You remember that, Bob? Bob, yeah. you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, you thought he was a fan, but he was actually a famous person, too, who was a fan. Who? We oh, we met some big rapper. Like an asshole. No, you're not an I asshole. Know, I we met, we met the a guy big... didn't know who I was either, though. He knew who he was. He, was. He, he walked up, he goes, I'm a big fan. You're like, thanks a lot. And uh, Who was it? Yeah, it was, yeah uh, right. <laughs> It was a, what's his name? What was it? Action Bronson. Action Bronson. He's a, he, oh god, yeah, he's a big, he's a big name. Yeah, he's a big name. But Matt was like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> oh no, I'm like, I thought he was a wrestler for some reason. <laughs> no, he didn't. You ask me. I, I asked him if I, 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 I said, "Are you a wrestler?" <laughs> and uh, and then he got like depressed kind of. But I'm like, oh, dude, the guy didn't know me either, so he knew me. Yeah, because you can't go. Nah, I'm, I'm a rapper. He's like, Nah, I, I'm <laughs> famous. He was like, Nah, I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> Oh, that was freaking funny. Oh, that hey, was guys, it's serious. On, man? H- yeah. How's the show going? Really good. 
Um, <laughs> Why are you saying this so excited? That's but, horrible. Hold on. <laughs> but. I was waiting for you know, it's, it's nice, but we miss you. It's well, nice uh, you didn't let me you. finish. I was going to say really good, but not great. Yeah. But not okay, great. Good. Yeah. It, it was, was good. Great anyway, if so you, you took the stage? Yeah, he's a really nice dude, man. He was really great. Oh, how many... How many how many golly jeans you get out of that interview? <laughs> <laughs> he, call, he calls you he calls Uriah, uh, Mr. Faber. Dude, dude, he calls me Mr. Sarah. I feel better now. Uh-huh. I just feel old when he says that. No, nah, he's a good egg. You um, know? Yeah, and we had Alex um, Alex uh, Ponovich, who's uh, in Planet of the Apes and Van Helsing. But you would have had fun talking movies with him. He's a really nice, dude. I actually what a coincidence! I seen that on the plane on the way over here to Florida. Me I too. watched that movie. And it was a good... What? Me too. I did the same thing. On the way to Florida? I was coming from Indianapolis, but I watched it on the plane. Oh, okay. But what a good movie. It was a freaking good movie. Hey, how's how's Disney? You got to watch out. There's Legionnaire's disease and some of those fucking air things, right? That's in California. Oh, you're in Florida. Okay, not that one. I'm in Florida, man. What is it? But let me tell you something. Jimmy, I thought of you. You know how you... You know you're not supposed to laugh at inappropriate stuff. So listen, I'm really quick because I know I know I don't know if you've been doing the show for an hour now. I don't even it's know. It's a little over an hour. You take like, your time, man. All right, listen, we're gonna, we're gonna. Oh shit! Did you hear that? What was that? Star Wars music. Is that too loud for you guys? No. Nope. Star Wars music. No, sweet. Okay, good. So anyway, I'm sitting with my my, my six year old. When my wife took my other kids to the bathroom, and uh, you know there was this lady on a motorized cart, right? An older lady. And I, I wouldn't laugh if she got hurt, but she's trying to go down the ramp. So this other lady, this middle-aged lady, is talking to him, oh, who did you do his hair? And it's not me, obviously. So now she goes, mom! And she looks over. Oh, hi, I'm sorry. There's a lady ran over here like I'm screaming. So, so, she, so I see like slow motion. Oh, she's going down the, uh, the ramp to go from the sidewalk to the street. And she's like slow motion, falling over. And I, listen, and I get upset stomach, and I go on roller coasters and stuff, so I took a couple edibles, so I was in a kind of a silly mood. So I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, you know? <laughs> so, and it was an awkward thing, so they, they're picking her up, and she was, and it was one of those, like, five or six family members, from grandkids to kids or whatever. So there is, like, an awkward moment when she's smiling. So we're in the superhero part of Adventure Island. So I'm like, oh, look, she's, she's like a Stephen Hurts. She's like a superhero. Oh, it, it went it went over about as big as when Bob Kelly said Frank Muir did a great job after he got mauled by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, good job, Frank. It got it got it, it didn't get a good reaction. You mean when the old lady fell, they didn't like the stoned bald guy yelling stuff. I tried to make it better. I go, oh look, she's. She's like a superhero. Yeah, shits her. Oh my god, it shits dude, her pants, lady. Dun, dun, dun. Dude. And I go to my daughter, my six-year-old. Like, oh, I go, Maria, that didn't go over big. Oh. So yeah, yeah, you were just trying to chime in a little bit, but it's hard when you're stoned. I'm sure. Um, no, I want listen. I wasn't like re- I wasn't. I couldn't. You know, I could walk. I, I'm not. A, I'm not an edible guy, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I I took a couple because I get an upset stomach. My my kid likes to do like the uh, Tower of Terror and all that stuff. Did it help the edibles so with that? Uh, it really, do- Jimmy. It really does. Because the last time I was here, I was getting an upset stomach on the freaking little goofy roller coaster. Yeah. I don't know if and you have now to use drugs. I'm you doing everything. Might have, you do this Pepto Bismo too. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll throw it. I'll, hey. <laughs> I'll throw that shit on the floor. 
But listen to me. I'm having a great time, guys. Of course you are. There's old people falling. Who wouldn't be enjoying that? Yeah, you're stoned. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> I think of it now. I'm kidding. And I just get cracked. I crack up. It was so funny. Why? What happened? I mean, she, oh, was, shit. Listen, she was okay, though. That's the, the, the point. You should have said to her, hey, where'd you learn to walk? <laughs> I go, you got, you got to get licensed to drive those things. Not a motorized fucking thing. Listen, <laughs> you guys see the fight the other night? We don't got to talk about it at all, but. Yeah, we talk, we covered them, dude. Amazing. It's, right. it's amazing, these these FS1 cards, how great they are. Oh, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, man, that elbow from hell. Oh, my from, uh, God. Matt Brown. Matt Brown. And you I seen it. I watched it a lot. He just held his head. And then he just came over the top and. Hmm. And it was nasty, man. Holy shit. Does he have like a three right? inch? Uh, Matt, does he have a reach advantage? Can we look that up, Chris? I'm want to throw an elbow that effectively like a punch. And I said, I think the only guy that does it as well is John Jones. And Brown yeah. might even be better than Jones, but that fucking elbow but, was beautiful. But he had his foot, so he's balancing on one leg, and then he put his left hand on his head to see exactly, and then just clobbered him. Fucking clobbered him, Jimmy. What, what did you think of. Uh, I mean, there was so many good fights, and Pettis obviously, who's a warrior, tapped because he had he'd, he'd hit a rib injury. Just the when he, when yeah. he, but how good is he at spinning out of things on his back? Oh man, I mean, that was a great fight, though. Yeah, he incredible. Fight. There was so many, there was so many reversals, and, and I, it just, I was just so. How many, where, how many rounds did that go? I believe in the third round is when he got tapped. When he tapped, oh, but there was man. he got cut. Did he get cut in the first round? The blood. I thought it was going to be a doctor stop, but he had blood in his... I've never seen a doctor go through two fucking towels sopping blood out of a guy's eyes. Dude, that thing was that thing was leaking like a faucet. But uh, I was happy with... The, I, I liked... Uh, I was impressed with Mar... Um, shit, I got nothing in front of me, but, it, you know, Mar Marlon... Uh, Marlon, uh, Marlon Marais, Marlon, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He did phenomenal, because that guy's a... You know, that's a tough puzzle to uh, solve right there. I mean, Dodson, Dodson took out T.J. Dillasaw. He's... He's like, you know, he's, he's Trump, he's explosive, he's, he's small, you know, and uh, and he's all over the place. So I, I thought that was a just decision, and I thought that was uh, that was a pretty big win. And what did so you, that, th- you know what I mean? What and what did you think of Sage? I, I I think he looked better than I've seen him look in the UFC. I would love. Well, I think it's a right move working with Uriah Uriah Hall, Uriah Faber, sure. and uh, Team Alpha Male. It seems like a really good fit. Uh, I would love. Him, he has such an ex- he's so explosive. I would really love for him to work a ton on his jujitsu because he's getting the fight down there, but he's doing it more to win the round. You know, not that he doesn't want to work the guy over down there, but he, he, it looks like he can get it down there when he wants. He's so explosive. You know what I mean? So it's like if he just developed a very dangerous top game, I mean, you want an all around game, but uh, you know, I really wish I wanted to work on his jujitsu because dude, he's 21 years old. I mean, you know how many years, is, and he could be—he can go through the ranks with that. He really puts his time in it. I mean, well, don't forget—he's looking phenomenal. Don't forget—he's only been an alpha male for three months. He said so. He might be working on the ground, but he, he just might not be as confident. And he was just ending the rounds yeah. to kind of put that like exclamation point on it. But you know, you give him a year, he may be staying on the ground more. This to me is just like <laughs> a, this is getting his little feet wet. Like, all right, I'll take these guys down, take this guy down at the end of the round. Yeah, I think he's a purple belt no. too, Matt. So he, I mean, you know, he, it's not like he doesn't work on yeah. it. But right, if he developed a kimura or whatever, yeah, he could be really. Really, really yeah, it, it just takes such sensitivity. But listen, like we're saying, he's 21. By the time he's 24, 25, the guy could be, you know, super dangerous down there. But again, you can't shortcut the time on the mat. So I just hope he's spending a lot of time down there because all the other areas, 
you know, that's because that is the one area where he had problems with sure. you know, with both Mickey Gall and and the, the other fight where he did have like a throat infection thing. But yeah. you know, I'm just saying that kid is standing up. He, he's a, he's a problem, and I was really impressed with his takedown. What'd you think of Happy Alessandro? <laughs> he was he was amazing, guys. My, I'm, I look to my left because I'm in the little corner. I see all my my two my three kids are giving me the evil eye. I got to go. All right, buddy. <laughs> all right, I, I, Anything else? No, I, I was just going to say how good uh, a Sun Sao looked destroying uh, Matthew Lopez's oh. leg. That was really it was it was like they said they were going right from like right to like uh, red to black. I mean, Dude. that was a beating on a, a thigh. And then he put him out. And, and and listen, and and much and big props to him. But not following up. Not many guys would do that. Yes. He stopped. And you saw when he pulled that punch. He was about to yep. add one more. And he saw he was out. And he didn't give that hammer fit. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, he threw like a flying knee. Wasn't it like, because he had destroyed his leg so much. It was in the third. Oh. I, I want to say it was a flying knee. And then he followed it with a punch. I'm just going by memory. And he, yeah. he goes down. And you're right. He pulled that punch back, which I thought was beautiful. Dude, he was going to almost do like uh, Henderson versus Bisping. Bisping, yep. But there was some bad blood with that. So with this, he pulled it, and I was very impressed with that. That's a, a, a real gentleman in there, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that was a huge win. And we found that Matthew Lopez on, uh, on, on, uh, on looking for a fight. Oh, you did? So don't get me wrong. I was kind of rooting for him because, sure. you know, I like when I'll get those guys are good. And, uh, hey, man, it's a learning experience for him, but damn. That's a rough one. Have fun, buddy. You I know. know your kids are there. And uh, we'll talk Thank to you on Wednesday. Thank you, guys. And um, listen. Thank you. And uh, I hope that... Who do you guys have coming in? Do you know? Or are you keeping everybody in suspense? We don't know yet on Wednesday. Bobby will be here on Wednesday again. We don't know. Um, but uh, you, look, and hopefully some more old people will fall and you yeah. can laugh at them while you're on drugs and uh, tell us about it on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the best thing ever. Guys, thanks a lot, man. All right. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, Matt. Right, pal. Have a safe trip. See Later, you soon. guys. All right. Bye, Matt. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you, Bobby. That was a lot of fun. I love that. Was Matt. a good show. Yeah, and uh, and and Alex, how do you part of it? Part of it. A great guest and 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 a tremendous actor. So uh, listen, let's just promote real quick. We're going to talk more about these on Wednesday. We're not being negligent. Uh, you know, of course, because uh, uh, you know Verdum is fighting uh, uh, Marcin Tybura. Yeah. Am I saying the name right? Finally, Mark Hunt has been taken out. Unfortunately, because I wanted to see Hunt Verdum. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great fight. Uh, Beck Rollins is fighting Jesse Rose Clark. Tim Means against Bilal Muhammad. Very, very interesting fight. Jake Matthews against, uh, 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 don't tell me, Boyan uh, Velkovich. Velkovich, yeah. I hate that he knows every name. It's all right. Like, you yeah. he's cheating somehow. It's he's very, like Alex Trebek. It's very hard, though. These names are... Oh, yeah. You know. They don't say the opponent's names right half the time. Yeah. It's really funny, you know? Uh, who are you fighting? Uh, Khabib yeah. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> it's not like it's football. It's for, you know, Michael Johnson, Michael, you know, right. Kelly, Michael. It's all fucking. Uh, I had no names. I had that whole theory, and I just had nothing Rogers. to back yeah. it up. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Roger Goodell, wrong. Uh, all right, listen, uh, we appreciate that. Can I promote my date? Yeah, who is he? Um, his name's Gary. <laughs> I met him on <laughs> oh, uh, were, Swinder. Go ahead, Bob. Bob Kelly has a date that he's going to promote. Oh, yeah, now. Uh, November. Oh, now. No, uh, get off me. I'm going to be in Aruba, actually, uh, the next... Uh, oh. Come on, during Thanksgiving. Stop it. Stop touching me with those fingernails. Um, November 30th, I'm at American Comedy Club. December. San Diego, right? San Diego. Love that club. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the 30th to the 2nd, I will be there. And then I'm in San Antonio the 8th through the 9th, or uh, the 10th. So go to robertkellylive.com for all my comedy dates. Come see me live. And actually tell me that you heard me on this show 
because I like to uh, when I find out where people uh, actually heard me and uh, came to see me live because I'm very funny. And uh, yes, you are. And uh, let's see, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at the Egyptian Room on Friday and Peoria, Illinois at the Jukebox Comedy Club on Saturday for two shows. Richard Pryor's hometown. Very much looking forward to that. The week after, Sacramento and San Francisco that Friday, Saturday. I have Montclair, New Jersey coming up, Huntington, Long Island, Philadelphia. I have a bunch of shows coming up in the next month, month and a half. So uh, please come out. And uh, thank you to everyone who came to Town Hall. It was incredible. So jimnorton.com for tickets. And the Chip Chipperson podcast on Riotcast. Bob is one of the bosses at Riotcast, and that's the exact attitude of everyone there. <laughs> they hate that Chip is, is, the, is the fuck. Chip throws his weight around. He's Ugh. ugly. It's the number one show. Does he throw his weight around? Is he bossy? Merch flies. I love that all your merch is double X and up. <laughs> you sell no small shirts. People do sell buy the stuff though. It's all you, uh, cups are gone. Fucking cups are everything's gone. We're gonna get you new stuff. Let's do. Oh, I hate it. I've sold one cup. My network comes on, just takes over. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, at least Chip handles it well. Oh uh, yeah, he handles it real well. Fucking demands. Humble like Sage Northcutt. Oh god, yeah. I wish he was. Yeah. What's up, sir? <laughs> All right, guys, it's <laughs> getting silly now. See you on Thursday. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.